Morning. What's all the commotion? Wow. Are banana fish big? Same, same, but different. If I can't scuba, then what's this all been about? Welcome to the Edge of Comfort podcast with your host, Lee Thornquist. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Edge of Comfort podcast. Now, normally, this podcast is me interviewing other people about their adventures in life and their travels and maybe their somewhat untraditional life experiences. But for the next few months, this podcast is pretty much the Running Lake Michigan podcast. And Running Lake Michigan is my latest project and running endeavor, which I'm working on now. And starting early 2021, I am running over 1,100 miles around the perimeter of Lake Michigan in 36 days to raise money and awareness for the Alzheimer's Association. Now, I'll get into more of the details about the why of the run and the run itself a little bit later here, um, but... First off, I just want to get this out of the way. You know, I decided to use the Edge of Comfort podcast as the platform for this because, one, it's already all set up. All the stuff behind the scenes is already done with. It's already got an established audience and some uh, subscribers, and I felt that this endeavor really fit the theme of the podcast and isn't that different from some of the like concepts and themes and people that we've had on before. Um, So while it's still under the Edge of Comfort name, pretty much all the podcasts and any blog posts and more content is going to be posted on runninglakemichigan.com. Again, that's runninglakemichigan.com. But obviously for the podcast, you can always find it in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. Um, so if you do want more like real time updates or follow the journey like day to day or just interact with me on a more personal level, you can follow me on Instagram. My handle is at Lee Thornquist, just my name, Lee Thornquist. Um, and you can also email me at runninglakemichigan at gmail.com. So this introduction episode is just to provide a kind of brief overview to the Running Lake Michigan project. Um, I'll share the why behind the run, details about the run itself, and some of the aspects that I'm still working on to make this a reality. And I'll also answer a few questions that the listeners have asked through my Instagram. Um, Some of these questions will be dispersed kind of throughout the episode, and most of them are towards the end of the episode. Um, And before we do get into kind of the heart of the podcast, I'm hoping to keep this one a little bit quicker today. Um, just for everyone's sake, but I do want to give a shout out to some companies and brands that I've been using and and maybe in conversations with to help support my run, um, whatever way that might look like, or have just helped in other ways so far. And basically, I use their products most of the time I'm out running. So um, quick caveat though, you know, with any brands or partners that I mention, I don't do it to like try to be salesy or like, hey, you have to go and buy their products. I just want you to know of the brands and the products that I 
and basically putting my complete trust in to help make this entire thing a reality and helping it go successfully. You know, I'm going to be running pretty much an ultra marathon a day for 36 days in a row. So these brands, I trust their products. I trust what they're doing and their mission. And I just want to share that with other people because obviously if you're just a casual runner or not or trying to do something like this on your own, um, look to these companies and I think you will not be disappointed. Um, so I've got four I want to give a shout out to today. So the first one is Crafted Energy. And Crafted Energy is the first and only functional energy bar. You know, there's if you go down a grocery aisle right now in the like energy bar section, it's just littered with many, many types of bars. But they're all kind of like the one-size-fits-all energy bar. So Crafted Energy really set out to challenge this one-size-fits-all um, by developing a product that is unique to a specific activity. So each ingredient in their bars is selected based on the natural benefits and nutritional profile to help properly fuel athletes and support their unique recovery needs. All of their products are plant-based, clean label, and non-GMO, so you know I'm all on board with that. Um, but they have bars specific to running, climbing, and cycling. Um, and I've tried all three of them and can honestly say they're delicious. It's just real ingredients and they taste really good. Um, obviously I've had the running one the most and I've actually eaten it during my runs and during these long workouts and I felt great. You know, I haven't had any stomach issues. I feel pretty well fueled after it. So honestly, I can highly recommend using them. Check out their bars, um, craftedenergy.com and, uh, don't think you'll be disappointed. Now, the next company I want to shout out is Switch for Good. So Switch for Good is a nonprofit organization that's on a mission to help you live better, do more, and start your journey to achieving sustained wellness by ditching dairy in favor of plant-based fuel. And Switch for Good is really a community of athletes, health enthusiasts, and everyday active folk who are thriving after making the switch away from dairy. So if you followed my story at all in the last year or so, you know that I've switched over to a plant-based diet and really haven't looked back because of the benefits I've seen a lot in my athletic performance and just other parts of life. And Switch for Good has really been a fantastic resource for some education, some inspiration. Um, their website, switchforgood.org, has many recipes and other super useful tools on their site to help you make the switch and uh, just, yeah, just really good information on there. And they've sent me some gear and really comfortable. So definitely recommend checking them out if you want to learn a little bit more about some non-dairy alternatives and maybe how to make a few plant-based decisions in your life. So the next company I'd like to shout out is called XO Skin. It's just XO Skin. And XO Skin is an apparel company that is revolutionizing performance apparel with groundbreaking technology for your comfort. They give special attention to the weight and compressibility of the material they use. Their designs follow the body's contours, you know, providing ergonomic shaping with reduced friction and enhanced movement. And they're reinventing how fiber, fabric, and engineered 3D knitted construction function together to provide the best ultra road and trail running base layers, as well as compression run shorts, capris, race and recovery compression socks and sleeves, 
And all of these have been tested at some of the hardest races on the planet. And I first learned of their products through some guys I follow, mainly Jesse Itzler, Mark Brown, and Chad Wright. So shout out to those guys. And I thought, you know, can these products really be that good? People are talking about running 200 miles in these socks and getting zero blisters. And so I've tried them out. I've tried their the Exotoes. Um, I tried their socks out for two weeks in the Arizona trails. So a lot of inclines, downhills, you know, your foot's rubbing a lot all over the shoe. And honestly, I can say that I'm very impressed by these socks. Um, my feet have never been happier. I did not have any sort of signs of toe or foot blisters. So I am a big believer in these and I will definitely be using them throughout the Lake Michigan run because, Foot and toe blisters, as small as they can be, they can just really make your life a lot more miserable. So um, if you want to check out their site, it's xoskin.us. So that's exoskin. And the last one is Tailwind Nutrition. If you follow my Instagram, you've probably seen this a million times already on my stories or posts about it. But basically, Tailwind is endurance fuel designed to overcome the nutrition problems faced by endurance athletes in events like 50 milers, sorry, um, 100 milers, 24-hour races, and multi-day epics. Believe it or not, people do that. It's insane. <laughs> like if you've seen the Biggs Backyard Ultra recently where people, you just run until you can't anymore, and uh, people were using this all throughout that race. But basically, it combines complete fuel, hydration, and electrolytes in a tasty drink that won't turn your stomach into a brick, which if you've done any sort of long run, you know, it doesn't even have to be a marathon, just any long run where you're having to fuel and you eat something bad and suddenly you just feel like you can't move. It's the worst feeling in the world. Um, so the first time that I used Tailwind, it was actually the final day of my calendar club challenge where I was only supposed to do 31 miles and then ended up doing 40 miles that day. And I honestly attribute some of that to using Tailwind because I just felt unstoppable and like I had discovered a cheat code for long runs. Um, but yeah, it's super simple to use. It's tasty. And for me, it's just been an absolute game changer. And I think a lot of other people who've used it would say the same. So again, can't recommend it enough if you want to check it out. Um, their website is, I just want to make sure I get it right. It's tailwindnutrition.com. Um, so that is Tailwind. And so those are the companies I wanted to shout out today. And as I create more podcasts and content, I'm hoping to expand the list of companies I'm working with and can maybe put you on to. So if you're listening and you represent a brand or know someone at a company who might be interested in some sort of partnership with me, uh, please send me an email at runninglakemichigan at gmail.com, or I've also got a partners and sponsorships page up on the website if you want to go to that. Just runninglakemichigan.com, and you'll see the tab on the menu for sponsors. All right, so let's get into the actual why and the how, I guess, of the run. So starting with the why, um, I received a question that I felt was a, a really good segue into this portion. So the question which was asked by my grandpa is, what was the inspiration, the spark, for this challenge to run around Lake Michigan? From where, uh, from where did this idea come that made you say, hey, you know what, I'm going to run around Lake Michigan? 
So thank you, Grandpa, for the question. That's a, one I've gotten a lot. You know, that's one of the first thing people ask, like, why are you doing this? Where did it come from? So I guess it really has been in the making since I've started running, if that makes sense. Like since beginning my running career a little over two years ago now, I was always fascinated by people who'd completed like insane endurance challenges where they're just putting heavy mileage on their feet day after day. Um, like some people who've run across America. Um, for example, a guy who I actually just rec recently talked to, his name's Robbie Ballinger, and he ran across America. And I saw that, I'm like, come on, these these people are insane. It just seemed totally impossible to me and almost a little like kind of downright stupid to me at the time. Um, and I didn't necessarily feel the urge to do something like it myself, you know, two years ago, one year ago, but I haven't really been able to shake the idea off of some sort of attempt in my own life. So in July of this last year, as if you followed my story, you probably know, I completed the calendar club running challenge where, you know, July 1st, I ran one mile, the second, I ran two miles, the third, three miles. And so that ended up being 505 miles in 31 consecutive days. And this really changed my perception of my abilities and what my body can handle and what I am or could be capable of. Um, you know, I obviously rest days are important, but this was the first time where it was like no rest days, day after day, each harder than the last. Um, and my body responded really well. So that kind of gave me the confidence to maybe actually try something like running around Lake Michigan. So after that, or maybe even during it, I was thinking of my own endeavor that would involve these heavy days. And I had the idea for a while of maybe running a marathon in every U.S. national park. Um, but from someone who's never done something to that extent, it sounded a bit overly daunting and would require a lot more planning and a lot more resources and time that I currently have access to. So while I'm not totally getting rid of that idea forever, because it still intrigues me very much so, um, I started thinking about something that wasn't as grand and felt more achievable with my time and resources, but honestly still scared the hell out of me and seemed impossible in a way. So for whatever reason, Lake Michigan popped into my head and I looked up like, oh, has anyone ever run around Lake Michigan? And I found out only one person has ever done it before. I believe his name is Steve Cannon. Um, let me double check on that for you because I do not want to get this wrong. Um, but yeah, so one person has run around it and he did it in 40 days. So I was like, okay, well, um, it is possible um, yeah, so his name's Steve Cannon, and he I think he did it in 2014, um, but I'd have to double-check on that. But anyways, so it just was kind of culminating in my head. I tossed around the idea, was thinking about it for about three weeks, and didn't really take any action, but I'd say the real spark was over Labor Day weekend. I was at my parents' lake house with a few uh, family members, and so my cousin Wes and my sister's boyfriend, Sam, uh, we were all sitting around a fire kind of late at night. We had some beers and, you know, as those late night campfire conversations usually go, we got into some deeper topics about life and beyond. 
And um, I think they had just kind of asked me about some other goals I had or challenges I had in mind, you know, kind of that what's next question. And I brought up my running Lake Michigan idea. And now looking back, I feel very fortunate that they were instantly supportive, even if at the time they maybe thought to themselves like, "Mm, what's wrong with this guy? He's kind of screwed up in the head. Um, But they really just instantly supportive and pushed me to start taking some action and kind of boosted my confidence that I could achieve it and that I should go after it. So probably that night, honestly, and the next day, we decided on a few quick actions that could immediately take to get the ball rolling. So once I got home to Chicago, I started getting to work and it's been an adventure ever since. And now we're here. So that was definitely the initial spark and the idea. Um, But beyond that, you know, the big why for this run not only involves just trying to continue challenging myself, but also taking advantage of the moment. Um, since none of us can really say for certain how our life will unfold. Um, Obviously, myself and many others hope to live a long, full, healthy life. Um, But, you know, no matter how much we plan or hope to do something down the road, oh yeah, you know, someday, we may never have that opportunity due to something just we can't simply predict. Maybe like COVID (laughs) or, you know, some other random health illness that comes up or something else in life where you just don't have the time or the resources. So um, this kind of thought has really culminated in the last few years in my life um, and it's become more apparent to me. And I've really tried to become more comfortable with the stoic concept of memento mori, if you've heard of that. Um, I think it's Latin. Yeah, it's Latin and just translates to remember you must die. I'm not in a morbid way or like we're all going to die, but just in a in a positive way like hey, you know, don't waste your time or expect to be able to do something down the road when the future is so uncertain and it holds no promises. Um and so this concept of memento mori was really brought to light recently in my life, but more so kind of during the last 13 years where um my grandma was diagnosed and had battled different forms and stages of dementia or Alzheimer's. Um, throughout the battle, it's, it changes what they labeled it as, and people were never really 100% sure. Um, but Alzheimer's is the most common form of dementia, essentially. Um, but, you know, through this 13-year battle, Um, Her personality slowly changed, you know, she was always very lively and lovely, and she was throughout most of it as well, even in some of the later stages, you could still see that personality, but it changed over the years, and, you know, towards the end, she had to be looked at at all times, whether this was by a professional caretaker, shout out to Rita, um, her husband, my grandpa, um, her kids, or someone else, even us grandkids, or someone else she knew, or who could just help out for a few hours or days. So, um, you know, just so that's been the big why behind this mission or behind running like Michigan um, is to raise money for the Alzheimer's Association and raise awareness around the disease because it's really one of the few diseases where there's no recovery, there's no healing, there's no getting back to how you once were. um, And it just, it cannot be slowed down, prevented or cured. So I think, you know, that is a really kind of scary part of the disease and of that reality. And with no medical breakthroughs, 
you know, that's not going to change anytime soon. I'm sure you know someone who is affected by Alzheimer's or a friend's family member. So um, the scale of it really impacts a lot of people. So that's been a big why behind running Lake Michigan. Um, so like I said, I am raising money for it. If you do want to donate to the fundraiser, um, I've right now it's through Facebook, but if you go to runninglakemichigan.com and the menu, there's a donate tab and you'll see on there just, you go to, um, yeah, donate fundraiser for Alzheimer's and you can donate through there. Um, right now it's already raised over 400 or not. Wow. It's raised over $4,000, which is unbelievable considering I haven't even started officially running. So thank you. Thank you so much to anyone who's already donated, shared the message, shared the website. It truly means a lot. I am blown away by the support already. So thank you so much. Um, and with that, I'm also, I just set up like a page on the website if you want to support me directly to help with some of the expenses of the trip. You know, the shoes I'm using are $150 a pair, and I'm going to need probably at least six or seven of those. A lot of food, a lot of fuel um, for the RV and my body. So if you want to support me directly, um, same thing, go to the website, and under this uh, the donate tab, there's a support Lee thing. Um, so again, I first off encourage you to donate to the fundraiser, but if you want to do more than that and help me out directly, um, you can also do that. And thank you to anyone who's already helped in that way as well. So that's the why. Hopefully that wasn't too much of a word vomit on you all. (laughs) Um, and all this information is on the website if you just prefer to read it. So, um, this is just another way to get the message out and to, you know, another medium to digest the information if you prefer. So let's get into the run itself. You know, most of the questions I'm getting are about the run and the logistics of it and the planning and all that good stuff. So if you don't already know, um, the run aiming to start in early January 2021 I'm running around the perimeter of Lake Michigan, which is a little over 1,100 miles in 36 days. So I will average about 31 miles a day, which is like 50 kilometers, with no days off planned. Obviously, some things could happen and it might need to, but as of now, I'm hoping for no days off. I will be leaving from the lakefront path in Chicago, location to still be determined, have a little send-off party probably, depending on COVID situation, um, but I'll follow the lake north into Wisconsin, into the little like inlet of Door County, and then come back out around Green Bay, and then into the upper peninsula of Michigan, and then I'll cross the Mackinac Bridge and head south through Michigan until reaching Indiana, and then kind of come back up north to the original starting point in Chicago 36 days later. So one of the first questions I get when explaining just that information, and this is one of the questions I got from Sue, a.k.a. my mother. Thank you for the question. Um, The question is, how are you going to handle extreme cold lake temperatures, and why do the run in January not a little later? Very good question, and understandably so. Um, So for handling the cold, I've looked up um, average temperatures in some of those parts, and it's really not that extreme. It's, you know, anywhere from 15 to 28 degrees average. Obviously, 
it's the Midwest in the winter, so we get those freak days where it drops down to zero degrees or below. Um, so that will have to be monitored closely. But to handle that, you know, it's just about proper gear. Probably get some nice wool type shirts and tights. And um, yeah, it's just about being smart about the gear and just going into the RV when I need to, if I need to warm up a bit. Um, and yeah, so, I mean, I understand the concern from a lot of people, but maybe I'm just being a little ignorant, but I, the cold isn't as big of a concern to me as it might seem. Um, so why do the run in January? Mainly kind of what I talked about earlier, taking advantage of the moment. Um, I've got the time off, um, I just don't want to delay it if I don't need to. Again, I'm willing to push the start day back a little bit if needed, depending on planning and logistics and everything. Um, but I figured it's a good time. May as well do it when I can because um, don't know what the rest of the year is going to hold. And, you know, who knows what 2021 will look like. So may as well take advantage of the moment when I can. Um, so... Back to more of the why, or not the why, um, the run itself. One of the biggest parts of the puzzle is that I'm planning to use an RV or like a sprinter van as a home to sleep in, to cook in, um, to shower in if, if possible, and just kind of as a main support vehicle throughout the run. So as of this recording, I... Sorry. As of this recording, I am still searching for the RV to either rent or borrow from someone. So I'm searching for a company or a dealer willing to lend one for either free or cheap. Um, you know, I'm willing to pay definitely, but I can't afford a super expensive one. Um, or to find someone who's got an RV and if they're generous enough to lend their personal vehicle for the expedition. Um, I know it, if it does kick off in the winter the rv needs to be winterized um so i'm hoping you know kind of also why do the run in january well maybe there's someone who's not going to be using an rv in january and would just have it in storage so instead of having it in storage maybe they'd allow me to use it for 36 days and make this expedition possible so that is a huge piece of the puzzle like the main one i'm working on figuring out right now so if you have any idea or potential leads please, please, please reach out to me, um, whether a message or Instagram. Um, again, email runninglakemichigan at gmail.com. And with the RV, I'm also searching for someone to be the driver and the sole support crew. It could be you. Um, this person will have the chance to you know, travel around the Midwest in winter, which is really a beautiful part, especially Upper Peninsula. And you're going to be able to help with aspects like photography, um, creative social media content, you know, keeping up with people, um, some cooking, and just most importantly, helping ensure that we make it back to Chicago in one piece, that the trip goes as smoothly as possible. Obviously, challenges are going to come up. There's going to be some road bumps and other parts that we just can't anticipate. Um, so, you know, this endeavor is really a team effort, and whoever this person is, is or who they end up being, they're going to be a huge contributor to the success of the journey. So, you know, if you have any interest in being this person or helping out or know someone who might be interested, please reach out. And um, I'm aiming to have one person for the whole 36 days. 
Um, I understand that might not be possible. So a backup plan is to have like maybe two to four different drivers um, kind of cycle in and out throughout it. But obviously that involves a little bit more planning and logistical challenges. So really aiming for the one driver. So again, if you have any interest, want to know some more, figure out some more information, please reach out and uh, at least get the conversation started. Um, so yeah, so that's the why and the what of the run, essentially. Um, I've got a few more questions here to answer, but before we get to those, um, just want to say I will be creating more podcasts before the run. Um, I'm hoping to do some during the run as well, probably four or five, you know, once a week kind of updates how things are going, just sort of checking things. Um, and so, yeah, just please subscribe if you haven't already. Check out the website, Running Lake Michigan. Please donate, whether to the fundraiser or to me directly. And uh, share the website with anyone you can, anyone who might be interested. I'm really just looking to connect with people and to learn and just to really make this as exciting of an adventure as possible because it's the first time I'm doing something like this. So just really looking forward to it. But definitely got some fear for it, but more excitement. All right, so questions. So thank you to anyone who submitted a question. I just ran a, a question thing on my Instagram stories for a day or two. Um, so I got a few here to answer, and then we'll wrap this up. Possibly the shortest podcast in Edge of Comfort history. Um, so first question. Uh, so these two are actually kind of similar, but I'll start with this one. So this comes from Caroline, and she asks, are you not working at the moment? Wondering how you fit this in. It's awesome. Well, thank you, Caroline. And yes, if um, if you don't know already, I am not working at the moment in like a full-time position. I previously was at a luxury travel company helping design their um, group trips to Europe and like just research and stuff around those. And I really enjoyed that job. Um, obviously COVID happened and the, in, the travel industry is, uh, pretty decimated right now, especially internationally. So there was a, a big round of layoffs or multiple layoffs. And, um, I was fortunate enough to be there at least through August, but you know, only too much of COVID and a lot more people had to go. And I was a part of that. So in August I was let go and, that's kind of why I'm working on this. It gave me the time to think about, all right, well, I do want to stay in the travel industry, but I can't, you know, there's not a lot of jobs in there right now. So is there something I might want to work on? And that's kind of helped get the ball rolling with this whole project. So um, similar to that, though, in looking into the future, this question also comes from my grandpa, which is, what positive impact will this run around Lake Michigan have for a prospective future job? What do you think you will say when you are describing how this run helped your career? So that will, I can try to speculate now. Obviously, I think once it's completed, I'll be able to f reflect on it a bit more. But so far in the journey of, you know, working on this for two plus months, I mean, it's been a full-time thing, honestly. You know, I've, whether I was building the website, um, setting up, the fundraiser, other stuff. Well, not the fundraiser. That was two minutes on Facebook. But, you know, there's a lot of different things that are going into this. Um, I'm having to do a ton of cold outreach and emailing and reaching out to potential sponsors. 
Um, I've had to create a media kit for myself. So I've had to do a lot of different things that I maybe previously was a little bit uncomfortable doing or not great at. So still feel like I've learned a lot. Obviously, all the logistical planning, um, I was doing that at my travel job. So this is kind of a, just a segue into that. Um, or that was a segue into this in a way. So um, still... I feel like I'm learning a lot and have developed a lot of new skills that will help with the future job. I can't say exactly what that will look like. You know, I still would like to stay in the travel industry. I've also learned of a lot of new companies um, in the ultra world and kind of crazy athletic endurance type feats that have appealed to me a lot. So maybe I'll explore those once I'm done. Um, But I'm really optimistic about it in the long run obviously right now i'm not thinking about it too much so i can't necessarily say you know what i'll say when describing how this run has helped my career um but i think it's all positive and uh i think once i am able to sit down and create a more uh professional answer for that um and actually have having finished the run and being able to reflect that will help a lot but uh all in all optimistic and i think it's definitely not taking away from anything. If anything, this is adding a lot more value to my life that will help in the future. So, um, yeah, appreciate the question. Um, all right, next two questions are also kind of grouped together. They're about nutrition. So uh, the first one comes from Alessandro, and his question is, what will your calorie intake look like? And then Will had a question, which is, what is your cooking plan? So this is still a work in progress at the moment. Um, the calorie intake based on the calendar club running, I'll probably have to consume about 5,000 calories a day, say give or take 1,000. Um, as the run goes on, maybe a little bit more. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's going to be a lot of easily digestible foods, obviously plant-based diet, so no meat, no dairy, no animal products whatsoever. Um, And so like with the cooking plan, it's going to be foods that are easy to cook, you know, can be cooked in an RV, minimal pots and pans, so probably a lot of like one pot recipes. So whether that's pasta, whether that's a lot of like rice and bean and veggie dishes or some sort of bowls, um, probably a lot of oatmeal and smoothies and obviously supplements like crafted energy bars while I'm actually running, um, having to probably consume 200 ish calories an hour. So if I'm running six hours a day, you know, that'll be 12,000 or 1200 calories. So, um, work in progress, but that's kind of the general plan right now. And the specifics, will be figured out in the next few weeks. But um, yeah, easier the better, nutrient-dense, stuff that's anti-inflammatory, which a plant-based vegan diet already is pretty anti-inflammatory. So um, yeah, just easily digestible, good foods that my body needs, and good for recovery. So um, I'll hopefully have a podcast specified around that later on once I actually have more details about it. I think that would be a good one to have a standalone podcast all about nutrition, cooking, calorie intake, stuff like that. So thank you, Alessandro and Will, for those questions. Um, All right, we've got two more. This question comes from Stephanie, and it is, 
Will you have a planned out playlist of music or podcasts? What will it be? Um, short answer, no. Nothing planned. Um, historically, I do not listen to anything when I run. But during this one, I'm not going to say I won't listen to music. I'm sure I will want to on certain days, especially if it's just miserable out or whatever. So nothing planned, but um, I've got good playlists already um, that are good for running or just whatever I'm feeling. Um, but if I had to guess, I'd say a lot of like deep house type stuff or like live sets that go on for two, three hours and you can just kind of blank out to. Um, podcasts, my main ones are Ritual, Tim Ferriss, Joe Rogan. Um, so I'm sure they'll have some guests on during my run that I'll want to listen to and I'll pop those on, but yeah, nothing planned. Um, yeah, just kind of go with the flow on music and podcasts, but we'll probably actually listen to some while running during this adventure. Um, even though I don't usually. And final question, which comes from Bruce, AKA my father. His question is, are you on target with your training? what is the main thing your coach is emphasizing relative to training? So yes, I believe I'm on target. Um, the first month was really about kind of building up a strong base, um, kind of getting an understanding of my different thresholds and paces and heart rates and the different zones, you know, zone one, two, three. Um, and so it's kind of more of an understanding month. And then this last month has more been like, really hammering in the miles. Um, and so the main thing that, uh, my coach, his name's Ed Daly from edge athlete lounge, uh, here in Chicago. The main thing that I've t been able to tell that he's been emphasizing is one running on tired legs. So whether that means like big back to back days or having a workout one day that is like focused on speed to make my legs really tired. And then the next day will be a big day, but a little bit slower. And, you know, you go out and you can immediately tell that your legs are a lot more tired. So running on tired legs because, you know, doing 31 miles a day, every day, my legs are pretty much always going to be tired. Um, number two is just time on your feet. You know, if I'm spending five, six plus hours a day on my feet, just need to get my body used to that and up to that level to handle that. Um, so with that, you know, just long runs, a lot of longer hours and, you know, not as worried about pace for those long ones, but just spending time on your feet, getting comfortable, spending hours and hours moving and just getting the body used to it. Um, number three would be nutrition, getting comfortable eating while running, um, you know, making sure you're consuming enough so you don't blow up or feel awful and that you feel good after ready to eat. Um, so that's been really good with experimenting and, you know, since I've started running, that's always been, uh, experimentation. So really just trying to figure out what will work best for, uh, for this type of run. Um, and then there's one other thing I'm forgetting. Um... Time on your feet, nutrition, running on tired legs. Um, yeah, just big back-to-back -back days. Like, 
you know, if I, if, or if I'll do like an hour and a half bike ride and then I'll immediately get my running shoes on and go out for a run. So that helps take a little bit of the impact off your knees and your uh, feet and your legs, but still makes your legs tired. Then you go out and run. So it's like a, you know, a lot more challenging workout than just to run. Um, yeah. And then obviously as we get into kind of the final stretch here, it's going to be about just big days, day after day after day. Um, you know, not 31 miles a day for a week or so, but like, um, I think we're planning on the first week of December doing five straight days of four hour runs. So just really, you know, getting the mentality right, getting the body right. And, um, just making sure that it's suited up for this sort of abuse it's going to go through. Um, so yeah, so that's been the main emphasis and, uh, cannot, uh, super grateful for working with Ed right now because having to not worry about my plan and just kind of put all my trust in him and uh, just kind of look at my training schedule for the day or the week and just say, all right, that's what I'm doing. Let's get it. Um, it's been really nice mentally and not having to worry about that. So definitely uh, very helpful. All right. Well, that's all the questions. So um, yeah, thank you all for listening so much. And if you have other questions, Again, feel free to reach out, whether Instagram, just at Lee Thornquist, email runninglikemichigan, gmail.com. And um, yeah, so thank you. Please donate, check out the website, spread the message, and hopefully I will get another podcast out here pretty soon. Um, let me know what else you want to hear about. You know, if you want to hear about the more involving the exact training, you know, what my workouts look like, what recovery looks like, stretching tools I use for that. If you're interested in that, let me know. If you want to know more about nutrition, if you want to know more about kind of how I'm going about reaching out to sponsors and what I found to be successful versus no responses, um, just whatever you have an interest in, please reach out and I'll answer honestly and just as much as I can. So um, again, all of these podcasts, either even though they're under Edge of Comfort for the next few months is going to be all about running Lake Michigan and all will be posted on runninglakemichigan.com. But again, find it in Apple podcasts, Spotify, wherever. And yeah, that's a wrap. So thank you for listening. Enjoy the rest of your day or night, wherever you're listening from and get out, go for a run, free your mind. Thank you for listening. All.